Welcome to episode 70 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most. Not as good as some, sir. How are you? Really good. Can't complain. Another Saturday here in the North Studios. Getting ready to do a podcast. Episode number 70. Got an interesting trio of beers to try, which actually that's kind of been the modus operandi all along, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Um, uh, that's MO for you people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, because a lot of the modus operandi, and I think bet a lot of the listeners are going through the dictionary. Hey, wait a second. They paused it right there. Let me see. Let me see if you use that right. Um, which I hope I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, for sure. But, uh, uh, the first item up for bid here on good old flight football, anything else, is a, a Surly Brewing Company selection. And we've had a number of Surleys on the uh, pod before. But never Todd the Axeman, which is an India Pale Ale, 7.2% alcohol, and the infamous N.A. Um, like the can. Yeah, the can's cool. It's got the, uh, the Axe, which I would have appreciated... The uh, axe being actually an axe, what they meant it for, because it says on the back of the can that uh, the um, the beer is named for Surly's founder, brewer, and metal guitarist Todd Hag. Hag, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Um, Todd hog. Hag, hog. That's what it was. It was yeah, Hag. Yeah, because we we it's not Hog. Yeah, we hog. Go, yeah Hog. H A U G. Yeah. Um, and he, he created this beer in collaboration with. Uh, someone from Denmark, and I'm not even going to try to butcher his name. It's Ahager Breischengers or something. So, yeah, we're not even going to butcher that name. But he was actually from another brewery. And so I thought Amager the actually... Amager Breigus. Well, I think that's okay. how you pronounce it. And from, fair enough. And shame Denver. on me for not looking at both sides of the can because above the skull on the left is an actual axe. But if you spin oh, the can, Mike, yeah. you stupid idiot... There's the top part of the uh, yeah. uh, guitar handle. So uh-huh. there, there's your act. So I, uh, I issue an apology, Surly Brewing Company, because you were on top of it. I just didn't spin the can. So without further ado, let's get this party started. Let's get it started in here. All right. Now it actually says to pour it into a tulip glass, correct? Yes. And I believe our Hop Slam glasses that you purchased when you were down um at bell's at bell's brewery boy if that doesn't look like a tulip i don't know what does i but yeah who, you know, unless a tulip is more like a wine glass but i don't nah, no, eh. no, that would be silly yeah that's, i'd feel yeah, too uncomfortable yeah with me that. too cheers, cheers. Not, the, those, those are a clank those are like the uh, glasses my sister got me yeah. for christmas so that must mean it's real good glass mm-hmm Delish. Yes. <laughs> if I can use that word. No, that is... that is IBUs would be close to 30, 20, 20 to 30. Uh, there's yeah. no real kick at the end. Uh, a good fruity flavor. But nothing too intense, though. No, I'm, not, I'm, not getting, I'm not getting punched in the face with anything. No, there, there is a... Uh, you can definitely taste the citrus in it, though. And um, I know there's no agave in it, but it reminds me a little bit of Founders yep. Mas Agave. Yep. 
Yep, you hit the nail on the head. A little bit smoother, maybe a poor man's version of Masagave. Because I think that yeah. that's my that's my new go to. You know, you you have two or three of those at Pierce Road Bar and Grill. Yep, and it's night night time, but it's a smooth <laughs> drinking. And that's a you get it in, and that's the glass they serve this in or that in. So we're gonna go. We're, I think we're serving this properly, Dave. I think so too. So before we get into the pod, we always like to address possible missteps of the previous week, and there were there's nothing really in corrections corner other than I think you and I will. Uh, Owe it to our listeners that we can we hope to give them a better episode in episode seventy because there were some glitches. They weren't really corrections corner. They just you know started with uh, Jake's bad pour of the juicy gossip. But hey, not th- throwing shade at Jake. I mean, our first ten pods, all the pours were shitty, and then every you know here and there, you know, we've got a beer that just kind of exploded all over the place. Right. And then that went to you screwing up the. The sound effects for <laughs> "You Are an Idiot," right? And that—that's uh, I followed suit with the rest of the, the show with the the "fuck you" music that we played go, heading into our "fuck you" segment, and I butchered that. And so, you know, our corrections corner from last week, I think, is we're just going to give a uh, more premium edition of flights football than anything else that our listeners have. You know, grown to know and love. Exactly, because uh, we're total professionals. Exactly. And, and, you know, for the money we're making, <laughs> we should be. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, making this kind of money and putting on a shim-sham show, that's, that isn't going to get it done. It's not going get, to get it not done. Not acceptable any way, shape, or form. Um, so, uh, and this could actually, you know, maybe this is going to be another weekly segment. And I, I think some of the listeners are like, well, Jesus Christ, these guys get more any more segments in this program. It's going to be a, a two-hour-plus pod, or they're going to have to go to three nights a week. But um, for the second straight week, the big leagues had a uh, no-do tossed on April 14th, which would have been, what, Tuesday? Yes, sir. Uh, or just look at your calendar. It was April no, 14th. Wednesday. 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 Okay, Wednesday the 14th, Carlos Rodon. Tossed the second no hitter of the big league season against the Indians. Sorry, at Fishman Eight, and uh, it was it's the twentieth no hitter in White Sox history, and he was perfect for eight and a third innings. In the uh, much like Joe Musgrove, who threw the Padres' first ever no hitter, his perfect game was lost also by hits batsman. Now Joe Musgrove was a little earlier in the game. Uh, Rodon's came in the ninth inning with one out and two strikes. He threw a, a curveball down and away, and it hit the guy's foot. Oh, so kind of a kind of a chintzy way to. But hey, if he got hit, he got hit. Them's the rules. Uh, and you know what? That might be a George Carlin rule change in the sense that if you if you're not injured or you don't have any visible marks left after getting hit, it shouldn't count as being hit or a hit batter. It's funny you bring that up as a little peek behind the curtain of segment two when we get a what do you think, Dave. I actually have uh, some rule changes I th- when uh, at our fifth annual um, trip to Cleveland. I threw I threw by at the Fishman Eight, and uh, much to his disgust at my uh, ideas, uh, <laughs> you know. And I'll tell you what he said about my ideas when when we get to that part of this program. But it's funny All you right. mentioned rule changes. Um, what, what what have you been doing this week, Dave? 
Uh, I, I have no idea what's going on with the world. This is my busy season. Uh, some coaching. Um, lots and lots of stuff going on at work. Um, so I, I managed to squeeze in the pod here this week. And uh, that's the way it's going to be until probably June. That's much appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Anything for you, Mike? Thank you. Um, yeah, this is my, after the lengthy vacation, you know, work two days. How's, had your, my, how's your liver, by the way? The, oh, it's good. It's, it's back to normal size. Okay. Um, you know, worked, you know, had worked three days, had 14 off, worked two days, had two days off. And today was the, you know, the end of my full work week. So I like, I kind of like that schedule three on. 14 off, two on, two off. I, that That's should be schedule. that should be the schedule yeah. everybody has. Isn't that how isn't that the European work schedule? It's yes. And that or or the the work schedule of the very 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 rich and famous. Right. Um so I was busy as well. Didn't get to watch a lot. Um got a text um from Chuck Peets who I think Chuck made an appearance in Texas, didn't he? He was one of oh, the... Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was. He was on the pod. And he said he listened to the other... Uh, last week's, and he said, well, you better not spoil the ending of Shameless, which I won't. No, you know, no spoilers, but I said I was real looking forward to how it... Because it was a series finale last Sunday. Right. And all I'll say is I recommend everybody watch, especially if you're, uh, you've watched Shameless 10 or, you know, 8, 9, 10 seasons, Chuck... Uh, Nick, I'm talking to you guys. You got you got to you got to steal the deal. You guys, have, I know you've each have seen at least the first nine. Um, and Nick, I think you even seen the first ten. So you got to steal. And, and although I would have ended it a little bit differently based on how the final season went, I I can live with the way they ended it. So All right. well, that was a much you know now the old Gallagher family will be missed because unless they have some type of reunion movie, whatever. Well, whatever. hell if friends are having a reunion, you know, this far along. Yeah, exactly. Hey, if there's money to be made, yeah. they'll have it. Um, but the other thing that is did really, I just big, compare shameless to friends. Yeah. I mean, I think I did. <laughs> yeah. That's, they're both comedies and you know, you know, one's, right. a little, you know, one's a little more crude, but and actually, if you made me pick, I did like friends though, but, if, if, if we go back to like episode three, you know, what would you take on the desert island? You know, the complete season, the complete series of Shameless, or the complete series of Friends. I'm probably going to take the Shameless yeah. for the gratuitous sex that's involved. <laughs> in it. You know, not the implied sex of Friends. Shameless, you just see it happen. You know, well, not the penetration, obviously. I mean, <laughs> it's just you know, you got to leave a little something oh, to the imagination. God. So, uh, but anyway, I know, I know the listeners, I, I've told over and over, my OCD is just slowly but surely getting out of control, but it's not life-changing, but I knew going to Texas, I was going to get a little bit behind on my podcast, and it pains me to say that I am now three episodes behind on both Spit and Chicklets. And the Jim Cornette experience. Oh. And I love Paul Bissonette, Ryan Whitney, but my OCD is such, I can't just listen to last Tuesday and say, okay, well, you know, I'll just pick up again. 
because I had listened to so many in a row. I right. fuck. I bet you they're on like three hundred and eleven or something like that. I bet you I started listening to Spit and Chicklets. Let, let's say episode two twenty five or something because I used to do two a week mm-hmm. and I haven't missed one since. And now I'm three behind and and now now that they're once a week. I mean, they're like three hours and 15 minutes each. So three hours, 15, three hours, 15, three hours, 15. That's nine hours, 45 minutes of listening. And then you take the gym. You're going to have to experience. take another 14 days off exactly. of work. Exactly. You know, Ruby and I do go for frequent walks, but fuck, we don't walk that far. <laughs> I mean, and then the Jim Cornette experience, the same thing. His yeah. are like, his are actually like three and a half to four hours. So, and I've missed the last three. So now it's just like, well, I don't even know if I'm going to go back. And it's right. just because... It's like I feel funny, and again, there's no reason to, mm-hmm. absolutely no reason to. It's just flat out stupid. But it's like, well, I didn't listen to three oh whatever. I'm right. gonna, uh, Grandpa, don't uh, quote me on this. I'm just throwing out numbers. This isn't a mistake. You know, I, I, my mind won't let me say, well, or my, it won't let me watch. Three watch. Listen to three ten when I haven't listened to three oh seven, three oh eight, and three oh nine. Right. Could I listen to three ten and just start from three ten on? Yeah. I, sure. A, a normal person could. <laughs> I it, I can't because and then I don't feel. You might say, well, Jesus Christ, why don't you just listen to three oh seven and then be done with it and go on? But three oh seven. Now we're talking three weeks ago. These, these are time sensitive podcasts. Right. So it's like. You know, hey, did you see that fight between? Fuck, I got to really dig through the archives if I'm going to look through a fight from three weeks ago. Right. Well, it's not as hard as it used to be with today's internet, but still, my my mind just doesn't. It right. won't let me. So I think I'm. And now that is a sign. You know, I think I may have to check in. Now, long story short, at this point, it's impossible. <laughs> I may check in, check myself in, because one of the signs of the depression is when you stop doing things you normally like doing. Wow, that doesn't count. Well, why? I love spitting chickens, but I refuse well, I to listen because I'm missing the three episodes. So I must be depressed. <laughs> no, that's not depressed. Like, you, no, that's there's a there's a different psychological disorder for that. Um, right, so that's just, not that's not depression. I'm just that's fucked a, up. Then is what you're well, saying. Whatever. <laughs> At this point, it sounds like you're self actualized. Actually, I mean, <laughs> you're admitting a lot of stuff here. You you you're, you've gone from step one to step twelve in any program. <laughs> well, but you know, but you know what does. Come what the good that comes out of this though, yeah. Thanks to at the Fishman Eight, um, you know, to fill the void caused by our friends that don't forget the popcorn, whose last episode was just before Christmas, and I spoke with well, spoke I didn't speak with him, I communicated him direct messages via Twitter, and supposedly, him and Wes are going to you know when things settle down you know because like yourself, Dave's in the. Uh, education business and it's been real busy with the COVID. Are we in school? Are we out of school? And you know, yada, right, yada, right, yada, right. whatever, whatever. So, so uh, supposedly if things slow down, the, our friends that don't forget the popcorn will be back. But in the meantime, thanks to the Cleveland trip, I've been watching the rewatch, watching, been listening to the rewatchables, which is Bill Simmons and yeah, a buddy, multiple buddies of his, and all they do is each, they usually do two a week, and this isn't time sensitive because they just talk about a movie. They go from like 45 minutes to two hours, like the God, the one on The Godfather was closer to two hours, you know, right. more of a 
lesser movie might be 45 minutes to an hour. Sure. And they kind of break it down. And I, that the reason I was reached out to Dave at Don't Forget the Popcorn, I said, hey, that, did you listen to... And he, and he said, well, I think I actually... Wes and I joked that uh, Bill Simmons stole some... Because a lot of... The, yeah. the, way they, the way Bill Simmons breaks down the movie is kind of how they do it on Don't Forget the Popcorn. And... Just like ESPN yeah. steals shit from us. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they all, all of them do. All these news, you know, we say it, and the next thing is major news. Right. Um, so, uh, and then you might say, well, Mike, you haven't listened to any of these. Well, see, no, I didn't have a trend. So now I just pick and choose the episode. Like, I, I've listened to the one on Seven, because I really like the movie Seven. And I just kind of, like, scroll through, and it's like, well, I've never even heard of that movie, so I don't want to... Because I'm not, I haven't been a loyal follower like that. So now I can pick and choose, and my sure. OCD is right. good with that. Okay. So anyway, my question to you, boy, did I go like way out of the way to get to this fucking point? <laughs> but uh, I just listened to the rewatchables on Caddyshack. Okay. And th- what they call one of their categories when they get towards the end of the movie, like they say, well, you know best scene, worst scene, best quote, blah, blah. And then there's one of theirs, it's called Who Won the Movie? Meaning which, which actor or actress role made the movie and without that person, right. the movie wouldn't have been the same. Oh. So who won the movie for Caddyshack in your opinion, Dave? Oh. um, Okay, so I'm just going to, this is a completely random question. I'm going to go down through it. Um, is it, is it Ted Knight that played Judge Smales? Is it Ted Knight? Yes. Okay. There's Ted Knight, Judge Smales, uh, obviously, um, uh, Chevy Chase, uh, Ty, Ty, and, um, oh, Jesus, Jenny, Bill Murray, Bill Murray is Carl, the groundskeeper, Carl, the groundskeeper. And is there another major one that really sticks out? I mean, Boy, I tell you, I tell you, I don't get any respect. Yeah, yeah, Rodney. Um, pretty weak, Rodney. In danger of feeling the No, it was actually pretty good. I mean, I. God, it's got to be who. That would be so tough in that movie because you lose any one of those characters, and it. I mean, that's what made it so great. Right. Is it, it all tied together? There was great chemistry. Um, it's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the heavy stuff's going to come down for quite some time. You know what? Probably more quotes came from from uh, Bill Murray's character. See, that's what I that's that's, I, that's where I'm leaning towards right now. That's I, I like you said right I, when I yard, when Danny. I say it's a um, no brainer. Yes, you can make an argument for the four that you mentioned, right? But in my opinion, it's no brainer. I, I mean, with. Without Bill Murray in that playing the role of Carl, I don't think that movie's as funny. True. Yeah, because and I, and he then I rank the it, slapstick kind of like the absolute, you know, just just belly laugh, goofy, yeah. like this guy's out of his mind. And then Chevy Chase's character was awesome. And then I think that it's a toss-up between um, Ted Knight and... Uh, yeah, that's true. And Rodney Dangerfield, but... Bill Simmons said it was Ted Knight, and I'm like, I like Judge Schmales does play a good role. He, he does play a good role in that, and he's the he's kind of like the villain. He's the prick. He's the yeah. hoity-toity yeah. uppity. So I, I see where the movie might not work as well if somebody doesn't play that jerk character yeah. as well. 
But I still think it was Bill Murray that won the movie. Yeah. Listeners chime in. Um, I got most of most of you have had to have seen Caddyshack. It was because they did that rewatchable and sometime in 2020. Right. And that was the 40th anniversary of that movie because that came right. out in 1980. You know what's great about this stuff, Mike? <laughs> California <laughs> Sensimia. You can play 36 on it during the day and then get lifted the bejesus. After That's around. actually a pretty good, Carl. I like that. Um, I've been practicing. So. Uh, yeah, and it, so yes, and you and all the everything you read off is Bill Murray. So I, I, I think you agree it's Bill Murray. And like I say, you can make a case for you, like, yeah. you know, boy, you ought to get a bowl of soup if you buy this. Oh, <laughs> well, looks good on you though. And he gets that big, right. those big bug eye ro- eye roll, and he watches, <laughs> and then Ted Knight throws it, that puts the hat back on the rack, and so uh, we don't do this at Bushwood, and I never slice. So, uh, but uh, anyway. So yeah, so good question, good movie reference. That actually could have been what do you think, Dave? But yeah, yeah. hey, it wasn't so. Yeah. It is oh, what it is. Oh, um, oh, one last baseball thing before we uh, rate Todd the Axeman. You know, whoever said, uh, what? What's the quote? Winners never cheat, and cheaters never win, or winners never cheat, and cheaters never prosper, or something like that. Something along those lines. I don't know. Um, it's early in the season. I'm not going to go ahead and start printing my World Series tickets yet, but I already have converted to the Church of Cora because <laughs> this team was dog shit last year. Right. Started out dog shit this year, got swept at home by the Baltimore Orioles, and then went on a nine-game heater before uh, Minnesota beat them in the fourth and final game at uh, uh, Target Field in Minnesota to go to uh, – so the Red Sox are 9-3, and three. And they are weaker than they were last year. And last year they were a shit team. And the only difference is Alex Cora. Right. And now they're a team that's not doing quite as well. But I, I found it interesting was the Detroit Tigers went into Houston. And Houston was playing fairly good. The Tigers are managed by, managed by E.J. Hinch. Right? Is right. that his name? I think Hinch. Who, who was with Who? Cora, yeah, he was a little. He was more. He actually got more of the burn than Cora did because Cora was actually a little bit before because Cora left Houston, went to Boston, and then Hinch in eighteen when the Astros won it, right? Eight, yeah, because it's 21, 20, sure. yeah. So eighteen when the Astros won it, right. and then the cheating scandal came out. And then Hinch got fired, yada yada yada, yep, whatever, whatever, yep, whatever. Yep. And then the Tigers go into Houston and just beat the ever loving shit out of them. <laughs> You know, now the Tigers aren't doing quite as well. I mean, that was, but it, right. you tell me that managing doesn't make a difference because I think Hinch went in there and just, you know, motivated them because the Tigers hadn't been playing well. Houston right. had been playing well. Detroit goes into Houston and Detroit just slaughtered them. Yeah, annihilated. I mean, them. so. Um, yeah, they, I mean, they apparently are really good at creating a mindset and, and motivating players and, and getting their head in the right space. And so. and then the, the, I'm sure some of the naysayers or the guy, the people that want to bust my chat. Well, he's probably cheating. It's like you know what? If you win, I don't fucking care if you cheat. And I told I told you that <laughs> how many episodes? Well, right. you know how many episodes ago? When did the Astros win? Was it 19 or 18? It must have been 19. 19. Yeah, yep. 19. I said 18. It was 19. You know, so back in the, this pod's infancy, when everybody was ragging, the, I backed the Astros. Right. Because it, it's like you you still got to get the job done. And, you know, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying hard enough. 
So, and that you know, so if Cora can bring home another World Series to the Red Sox, I don't give a fuck what he's doing. <laughs> I'll turn the other cheek. <laughs> All right, David, let's go ahead and rate Todd the Axe Man. Let's do it. You're up. Um, sixteen ounce can. I liked it a lot, though I will say the only blemish on it. Yeah. Um. Every once in a while, we like to throw in our, I believe he was our fifth guest, Mike Klein. In his theory, what he's paying, this pint, these pint cans were $4.89 a piece. As individuals. Yes. Yeah. Um, Now, Jenny's party store there on Bay Road is a little bit pricey to begin with, but if you throw the value factor in it, that would hurt the rating. But when I'm drinking, I have no concept of money, so... Uh, it's a good theory, Mike. I don't, I don't uh, subscribe to it though. But the one knock that I will put on Surly, Todd the Axe Man. Remember, at first taste, I said you do taste the citrus. Yeah. I think by the end of this pint, the citrus is really, 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 really <laughs> starting to sit, and it'll be. It's yeah. like almost like I'm full now. Right. And you know, I, I if just, I can't if I can't get to my second third tasting, I'm going to be one upset beer podcaster. <laughs> but uh, but so no, I mean I can't give it a four, which I thought I was going to, at first taste. But drinking the whole pint, a bit heavy, and it gets really really tart and sugary almost. So I'm going to give it a three four four. Three four four. Yeah, I I would agree. Uh, it wasn't as intense as you described it, but uh, you hit the nail on the head for me. It was amazing. the The first um, couple pulls on the on the tulip glass, but as I got to the end, um, a little more bitter. That like almost grapefruit, hard, uh, intense grapefruit, almost bitterness. So uh, I was thinking it was going to be close to a four. I'm going to go a little bit higher than you, though, because it's it's still enjoyable. I'm going to go a 3.6. All right, 3.6. Before I look at what Untapped had it, this uh, this got so heavy and sweet, in my opinion, and almost was like if anybody remembers the movie Elf when he's made breakfast and then he takes the syrup bottle and just <laughs> squirts the syrup. That's how this tasted. It was like syrup. With a hint of orange. Really, I mean, yeah. the 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 last. All right, six pint is sixteen ounces. I'm gonna say the last three to five ounces. It was almost just like, all right, this is just weight. A twelve ounce can. This may have, I probably would have went three seven five on a twelve ounce can. All right. Do you think it? I don't know. Was it was it layered? Do you think somehow once it got poured, if it, even in the first sixty seconds, it layered itself or no? That I don't know. Um, That's a theory. Uh, uh, we'll, have well, to, I, we'll have to fact check that. Actually, what we'll have to being do is a beer get, tasting we'll be, podcast. We'll right, to, we'll have to get somebody that, that actually knows how to taste beer professionally. Whereas I just drink to. Well, it's we not like I'm going to stick my finger in there and start swirling it around, right. making sure it's mixed up. Um, all right. Uh, well, see, maybe our friends at Untapped, uh, thirty-one thousand check-ins. Maybe our friends at Untapped only had the one taste because our friends at Untapped had it rated at a four 
point zero zero. Wow. So all right. Well, well I mean, I can't say wow because I almost I kind of predicted it in the. I just right. said it. That's what I, ago. Yeah, that's what I said. I mean, the, after the first drink, I'm thinking, all right, this sure. is four. Yeah. But as you know, as we sat here and talked and drank, it was just like it. it it's not bad. I, you yeah. Know, I'm not any of our listeners that actually go out and try the beer we taste. Surly Brewing Company, Todd the Axe Man. Worth a try. I don't know if I'd get it again, though. All right, Dave. Second tasting. I'm real excited about for uh, a trio of reasons. First of all, it's from the Southern Tier Brewing Company, which is in Lakewood, New York. and um, But they must have uh, little micros all over the place because Southern Tier is where we did some of our drinking in Cleveland at our fifth annual opening day at the Fishman Eight myself. Uh-huh. So, um, so I, I saw Southern Tier. Said, "Boom! This is one of my selections for episode 70. Second reason, I, I mentioned it uh, either episode sixty-eight or sixty-nine, whatever it was. Uh, my infatuation with the nitro. Okay, yeah. The, the nitro is uh-huh. a lot smoother. Um, interesting." You know, perhaps I'll get sick of them after a while, but they're still relatively new, so I really, I really enjoy the nitros. And the third and final reason, I don't know if you noticed, Dave, pick that, pick that can up, would you? All right. This is a nine point six ounce can. Oh. And and you put it in your hand, it does. You can tell yeah. it's a little bit smaller, but I didn't even notice it when I bought the fucking thing. Oh, um, now that you mentioned it, I guess I was kind of, you know, when I was looking at it before, it, there was something about it, but I just couldn't. Figure it, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, Deshaun Watson would have knew it was a lot smaller, <laughs> but for heaven's <laughs> sakes. Um, but yeah, and uh, it comes in at a healthy 10%, 225 IBUs. And, you know, let's use my trio of reasons. Oh, a little bit of a. There you go. There's that the nitro. nitro. Um, both of us got the old, not a big deal. Oh, wow. I, I love the pour of the nitros, too. It looks like, oh, oh no, it's going to overflow, it's going to overflow, it's going to overflow. No, just wait for it. Relax for a second. So, uh, <laughs> Almost looked like a black and tan on the pour, yes, didn't it? Yeah. So now what we'll do is typically we go right for the cheer here, but given a nitro, we'll let the, we'll let the uh, nitro settle a little bit. Um, but the nitro I was drinking at... Uh, at Southern Tier a couple of weeks ago, the uh, the ice macchiato it yeah. was oh, I mean, that thing was phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, it was like three of them. It was like, all right, fuck, I'm ready for bed. Yeah, and he goes, yeah, it was almost like you were drinking your dessert with a nice, healthy dose of alcohol. In it. <laughs> yeah, they can't can't go wrong with that. Oh, this smells delicious. Oh yeah, cheers. Cheers. Dessert in a pint glass. Yes. Oh, that's rich. Woo! Very rich. Too rich yet? No, it's not too rich yet because of the lighter. The, the, the night, nitro yeah, the smooths night, it yeah, over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, as we enjoy this, I mean, this is actually, you know, nitro hot cocoa. I don't even know if we ever said the name of the beer, did we? Uh, we I got into so Yeah, actually... For those keeping score at home, the, the name of the beer is Nitro. You got so excited <laughs> yeah, about the exactly, Nitro, yeah. you the, the trio that. of reasons, I don't think I named it. Um, it's uh, Nitro Hot Cocoa is what it's called. It's an Imperial Milk Stout. Um, but yeah, uh, 
I, I wonder if this will be available in the wintertime, because this is almost like a sit by the fire and... Oh, yeah, for sure. And, Absolutely. And relax over uh, watching some porn up or something. Just, <laughs> just relaxing. <laughs> just sit back. You know, give the old, just grab it if it gets in the way. Um, all right. You almost appreciated that comment, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I mean, I wish I could ever say it. <laughs> um, all right. On to what do you think, Dave? Um, the first one, this is a biggie. Yeah. Um, it's probably about as close, but when you hear my stance on it, you'll know that it's not really walking the line. Yeah. But transgender athletes and the NCAA. Now, the NCAA says it will pull like championships. If, if states do not let transgender athletes compete in what they've switched to. Okay. And this is, this is be, and because in, it, this is right now, it's really big in Connecticut right now. And there's this transgender male, well, a, a, at birth male, right. who's now transgender. And female. he competes as a oh, female. female in the female high And he, they are just obliterating the field in track and field. He's a, sure. they are a yeah. runner. Right. In this one group, needless to say, I mean, the one the part that I don't like supporting about it because they're like, it's a real Bible belt religious group. Which I typically don't lean that way, right. but in this particular instance, I do. Lean do you that ever way. lean that way? No, never. Okay, well, you said typically. So <laughs> okay, I, well, I, I never lean, but except <laughs> except today, I side with them because, and, and now the NCA is throwing its little weak fucking power around, and anybody gives money to the NCA, the NCA is going to do it. So they can threaten all they want about like let, let's say Florida all of a sudden or um, California all of a sudden says no. Uh, Transgender athletes will compete at their birth gender. Okay. Well, according to the NCAA, then California couldn't hold the national championship game. So, like, when it's the Rose Bowl's turn. Sure. You know, which it would have been this year, but, you know, because of COVID. um, They would say no. They would say no. (laughs) Bullshit. They're not going (laughs) to say no. But they're just wanting to flex their muscle, you know, be be the peacock and... You know, fl- sitting around flying, that's bullshit. And the, their take is, well, we're not, we're not going to let anybody be discriminated against. I'm not discriminating against transgender. Dave, if you want to identify as a woman, the only thing I'm telling you, the intro to this program is going to be, I'm Mike, no, I'm Dave, and I'm Mike. If you want to be known as Deanna, that's great. I applaud you for coming, you know, doing what you want to do, making yourself feel better. Or, if I, or me, you know, if I want to identify as Michelle, it's still going to be, I'm Dave and I'm Mike, you, you know, and then whatever happens. I'm not, and we can still compete as males. So the transgender athlete can still compete. They're not saying, oh, no, tra- transgenders cannot compete. No, no, they're, no, they're because that would be wrong. Yeah. They should be, able, right. you know, but you compete at your birth gender. Because what what going letting the transgender go into the women's athletic, that's actually discriminating against the uh, the the women, the cisgender women, who yeah. typically I'm not, you know like a world class athlete female 
is faster than me, stronger than me. But I'm a 53 year old guy. Right. Uh, you know, I'm uh, not yeah, training right. for anything. Right. But I'm talking when when apples to apples. Sure. Males are going to be superior at the highest level most of the time. And um, you know, yeah. so so for a male to be competing against females, I actually think and and look at look at everything that Title Nine fought for. Right. Oh, absolutely. You it's know, just you know, uh, men's polo had to get you know got cut so there could be women's soccer or you know women's volleyball and then the men's right. golf team got you know the men's right. golf team you know so all the fighting that was done for and now all of a sudden you're just letting tra- transgender males compete as females. That's well. I mean, what, it, what is your thought? I think I've made my thoughts clear. What is your thoughts on it? I mean, my initial thought. Uh, as uh, you're presenting this to me, is that it might be... Now, depending on, you know, you, you, everybody fast-forwards this and says, oh, well, you know, the sport's going to be full of transgender males and it's just not going to be, you know, the, the female sports, uh, women's sports will, will will go away. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that, that there will be that many transgender birth males, you know, right. competing as females, um, you know, but you know, who knows 20, 30 years down the line. I, I mean, I don't know. And, and does it, is it unfair? Is, is that the question? Well, yeah. And it also depends on who the athlete is. Do you know what I mean? I, I can, there's some people that are transgender, uh, males that could compete as females that could not compete in a middle school meet that they're, you know what I mean? Right. Oh yeah. yeah we're <laughs> but talking, but we're, I know yeah. what you're talking yeah. about. Right. You're talking about NCAA and, you know, and somebody that can compete at that level. So, um, you know, I'm not trying to ride the fence or anything. I'm, I'm, I'm well, saying you're doing a pretty good job of it. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that it, it, it's going to depend. I mean, you have, you have somebody that clearly is destroying every, every woman in the field. Um, that was, you know, that was born a male and, and identifies as a female, you know, obviously you look at that situation, you're like, that's not right. And, uh, and most of those women are not going to sit back and go, well, you know, it's okay. No, they're not. They're probably going to be pretty pissed. Right. But, and that's a, so, and they have a right to be, I, I side with them and that religious group. Cause like the NCA just flexes muscle while you're blah, 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 blah. So let's. Take this. So if Brock Lesnar wants to become. No, wait a minute. This is what confused me. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Yeah, but go ahead. There's a religious group that would normally not say that. I mean, typically you would think like, especially when you think religion, you think, you know, right wing. Right. Or right. You know, right leaning. Uh, oh, yeah. They probably would hate- not would not typically side with somebody that would transgender. Oh yeah, they probably hate the they probably hate the transgender athlete. Period. That part is true. The, that religious group sh- shows no feeling, and that's probably they're they're probably they're in fact that's an excellent point. In my I didn't deep dive into the religious group for the top, for the purpose of this pod or this what do you think Dave question, but my guess is they're so appalled by this individual who wants to go against God and you know well you were born a male now you want to be a female blasphemy you know burn in hell you're a loser blah 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 you you should not compete against women they're they're probably doing it more to diss him for lack of a better 
Yeah. Does the, him or her? When you, know, right. I'm not being insensitive here. I don't really know how is. Is it they? When, them. When, uh, yeah. Is it they and them? When it, it it's it's still it's hard because it's not. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not very ironic. You brought that into <laughs> right. this conversation. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I, I, it, it's it's you, you, like you said. You're not disagreeing with becoming a trans- transgender. Neither am I. Right. Oh, exactly. So then, so then, you know, it's hard to then say, you know, to disagree full on on this particular topic with sports, and unless it's a clear case, this is my answer to what do you think, yeah. Dave? Unless it's a clear case where you're clearly more advanced, you're clearly more male than female and you're competing with other females that cannot compete. Right. So, yeah. So you, that, so you're, you kind of agree with me and the religious group that says, and like I say, the religious group, I think just is is against the transgender person altogether and wants, but I think I'm not discriminating against transgender. Why are they, why are they even, why are they even in the mix? I don't understand. That's what I'm don't understand. You got to protest something. I mean, people have to protest (laughs) everything. I mean, wow. so, but then, and that's why the, cause, cause now Connecticut is like up in arms, like, well, okay, do, do you know, do we disqualify this? I wish I would have looked up, I wish I would have looked up the name of this, the, this athlete, but I mean, I mean, he's winning everything. Yeah. And so they want, it's just, they're just like, they want Connecticut to say, no, you can't let, you know, let the girls compete. And have their winnings, yeah. And then you go compete with your your birth gender, right? So and um, and they probably could care less if he competes ever. Like you said, they probably want to burn him at the stake because he was born a male and wants to identify as a female. So, but that's not the argument. That's not the question or the argument at hand. No, I know. I just, so, that's, that's just but my- I but I I would agree with the fact that in my opinion, like the Olympics is a little bit different because the Olympics is like if you have a testosterone level of x to y right see what i did with x and y chromosome yeah, hey, nice. see that i could have right? i could have put a to z but i went yeah. x to y yeah always fucking thinking <laughs> um but uh so yeah i mean and then it's like and then you, you have to have a certain time like the olympics is like okay you have to from point a to point b you have to be doing this, this, and this, and then when we test, your testosterone levels can only be from here to here, and then you can compete. And that's as, a perfect way to do it, to be honest with you, because and it's better. It's a better way to do it, but I would still disagree. I mean, and like you said, it's, there's very few people. I, I mean, I highly doubt that uh, LeBron James is a little old, long in the tooth, so he wouldn't do it. Um, up in uh, John ja Morant. Okay. I highly, you know, John, John Morant's an up-and-coming NBA air. I highly doubt he's going to be like, you know what? I could really dominate the WNBA. I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm going to be Jane Morant from now on just so I can be the MVP every year. Right. No. Okay, chances no. are that's not going to happen. I no. mean, you know, no. it's not going to be a rash like where all of a sudden you have no male sports and just all transgender males just dominating well, women's yeah, athletics. That would, that would actually defeat the purpose because it would. Right. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so yeah, I, I, we're sort of in agreement, but I just draw, a, I think I'm more. Yeah. 
firm in a stance where you're like, all right, well, if they're doing it, you know. Yeah. So. And I've walked a mile in a woman's shoes before, and it, that is not fun. I don't understand how they do that. That is, I, that is dumb. I don't, I've don't. i never walked a mile. I just walk around That's the bedroom the, in front of the mirror <laughs> with the old uh, Silence of the Lambs treatment. I'm got talking the old, about got the, the old sash, <laughs> and, you know, tucked between the legs. I'm t- I, what did he say? You said you're Stop. pretty. You're pretty. Nobody <laughs> wants that. Nobody wants that image in their head, Mike. Please stop. No, I'm talking about the fundraiser. You know that, or the, you know it was a fundraiser. That's a horrible way to to, to talk about that. Uh, but uh, no, that that's a thing. A walk a mile in a woman's shoes for um, I want to say it was uh, abuse. Um, it was a, it was to raise money for uh, underground railroad and in in abuse. All right, shoot. So you literally yeah. wore like high heels? Or? No, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they had they had a ton of them. They had them sitting out by the track, uh, all sizes, all shapes. But they were anywhere from you know two inch to four inch stilettos, and uh, it was a thing where uh, people donated money to see their favorite you know person, personality, whatever, uh, do some laps on the track oh, okay. in women's shoes. And so it's pretty hysterical. It's actually, it's it's a good way to break your ankle. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so could you sue the Underground Railroad if no, you broke <laughs> No, I probably, I probably signed something, I'm sure. Yeah. that. All right. This would work much better if we were on YouTube here, but you're going to have to describe to our listeners. Yes. What do you see there, Dave? Uh, I see a Kroger Band-Aid. All right. Now. Oh, I, don't, I don't know if I like where this is going. Uh, on the yeah. Kroger Band-Aid on the uh, deltoid, on the shoulder. Yeah. Well, the deltoid's up here. No, that's a trapezius. Oh, it's traps. That's right. Yeah, good call. This right here's the deltoid? That's yeah. where you get shots. Yeah, yeah, your shoulder. Okay. Yeah, so, your um, shoulder. Yeah, I know the traps. Good good call. Thank, thanks for getting me in line, Dave. But anyway. No worries. Now, this Band-Aid yeah. was put on Saturday, April 10th. Mm-hmm. After my second dose of immortality. <laughs> and I've had my son, Nick, who will never hear this. My wife, Liz, yeah. who will listen to this. And good buddy, loyal listener, Chuck McPeak. All said, wait a Because Chuck was actually confused by an episode when I mentioned the shot on Saturday on, on episode 69. And he saw the Band-Aid at work on Tuesday, he's like, wait a second. I thought, how's that band? So anyway. Yeah, why is that Band-Aid still there? All right, that's, th- this leads to the what do you think, Dave. Okay, so. I thought you were going to show me a tattoo. Oh, no, fuck no. Um, <laughs> you know, um, so I'd had to get my pants down for that. <laughs> so, um, so when I got my shot, I already had my first shower of the day. I worked, got the shot on Saturday the 10th, took a shower Saturday night. Okay. So that's one. Keep in mind, listeners, that's one. And then we have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, which is today. How many days is that day? That'd be seven. That's seven days. Minimum of one shower a day. More than likely, it was two showers a day. Because you're listening. The, the, yeah. only, the only day that may not have had two showers would have been the Monday after the Saturday the shot, which would have been the twelfth. Correct. So, math guy here: one shower Saturday after the shot. Seven times two is fourteen. Fourteen and one is fifteen showers. Maximum anywhere from 
eight showers to fifteen showers. Okay. In this ba- and I wash. It's okay. not like I yeah, just yeah, don't yeah. even get wet. I wash in this fucking band aid. As you can see, as the listeners could see, if we were on YouTube, that thing is holding tight, and it will not come off. <laughs> Till it comes off on its own volition, and you might say, "What does this, this have goes, to do with this?" Goes what? back to your mental state. What, you, you're saying, why, "No, what I, what you the went list- through that whole thing to tell us about a kick-ass band-aid." Well, no, it's the "What do you think, Dave?" Part of this question is okay. Now, had I had a cut on my fucking finger and put a band-aid on, yeah. that fucking band-aid would have been off in 40 seconds. Oh, yeah. And I'd have put it on again, <laughs> and it would have sure. fucking fell off again. Yep. Uh, you know, oh, look at, hey, look, my, my, oh, shit, I cut my forearm. Look at, put a band-aid on it. Yep. Two hours later, I looked, the band-aid's hanging off, blood all over my shirt and pants. So why is it, so what are your thoughts, or give me some examples of things, and I'll give you one other example. Um Dasani water, one of our items. Grab it in the store. Yeah. The fucking package rips open like you just do an atomic bomb on it and it blew the fucker to shreds. Right. When when it's in your house and you're trying to open it to get a bottle out, you need a a chainsaw to cut through that plastic (laughs) to get a fucking bottle of water out. So why do things work better? Great when they're not supposed to, or great, excuse me, great when they you don't give a fuck if they do or not. Case in point, this Band-Aid. The fucking guy didn't even probably need to put the Band-Aid on. I didn't bleed at all and nothing. And yet, there she sits, 15 showers into it. And I, I you know, I take the bar of soap, I rub yeah. over the deltoids. Yeah. You know, rub, you know, shower, wash, hot water, cold water. I start with hot, end with cold, close the pores. Um... You know, so why you know, and then like yeah. Dasani, when you when you're at, when you're in the store throwing it, filling yeah. it, you want the package to be strong, but it rips all apart. And then at home, when you want it to rip apart so you can get a bottle of water, can't you can't that. get it open. So, give me some examples or why is that, or like give me a theory or what's your thoughts on that, Dave? Because really, this band, I may die with this bandaid on. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and if it is on when I die, I, 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 in addition to all the songs everybody knows I want played, I want to be buried sleeveless on the left side so everybody can <laughs> see that Kroger Band-Aid. Sleeveless it is. Um, first, I'm technology, anything technology. I'm not going to go into detail, but you know, when you really, really, really need information or really, really need to get at something, you know, the tech doesn't work. But when you're just you're screwing around or messing around or I don't know, just watching YouTube videos or like when you're watching your porn porn up porn up as you're driving in the dark or putting on the God, speedometer on, and you and you get the you get the on Stop. the blue on the Bluetooth Stop. exactly you, you go through a dead zone you don't hear anything it's frustrating believe me I know Shut up. um so I don't know the only other thing I can think of is pill bottles um. What else? What else like that? Like a stupid Band-Aid would work really, really well. Um, anything like tape, athletic tape. Um, uh, uh, anything with your car. I'm trying to think of anything. And oh, the, like the windshield wipers. Yeah, I mean, I've never had a car with good windshield wipers. So I don't know what good windshield wipers are. I mean, they, they've never, even a, a, the, the vehicle I drove off the lot leased with eight miles on it. It rained. It was like, these wipers suck. <laughs> Okay, so I so I picked a good one there. Um, 
Oh man, it, this I, is what, almost what, this is random question stuff. All right, well, hey, you know, I'm, uh, I I like to I'd like to throw shit into the mix. But while you're thinking of another one, here's yeah. another perfect example. Sure. All right. And again, here's a wives' tale that some say is necessary, some say isn't necessary, but um, I always do it, and usually on one pole, maximum two poles, the lawnmower starts the next year. I run my lawnmower out of gas. Sure. Yep. And, you know, some. Yeah. Oh, you don't need to do that. You just have to add this to. Well, I'm not adding fucking anything to it. No, I'm just you're running, just running out. out of gas. Yep. So now, why is it when I, you know, listening to my tunes and cutting my grass? Oh shit! I forgot to put gas in it. It's like okay. In- inevitably, you run out. Mm-hmm. But yet, when you're trying to run that motherfucker out of gas, <laughs> you, you could you could you could cut everybody in the neighborhood's lawn. <laughs> That's true. That's right. That's again. That's the, that's the band aid incident we're gonna call you. <laughs> that's true. Because it's like you know, my I I run out of gas all the time with two strips left on the side lawn of the North Studio. But yet, in um, mid to late November, and actually in uh, twenty uh, twenty, it was like the first week of December. It was my last cut to just clean up the leaves and shit. I'm walking around saying, Jesus Christ, is this fucking thing ever gonna run out of gas? And it would not run out of gas. Right. No, I'll have it in the I'll have it in the driveway in the front yard and I'll think, boy, the neighbors have got to be getting pissed by now because my lawnmower's been running for nine hours. <laughs> That's it. And we're gonna refer to that as the band-aid incident. All right. So I mean it's it, it's frustrating, you know, in like you brought up technology. Yeah. Like you said, your phone works like a champ when you don't need it, but when you need to fucking make a call or when you need to check fucking directions. Uh, actually, perfect example was this past week. I was up in uh, Mayo, Michigan, and I knew how to get home, but I was wondering, I'm not on 72 that often. I was thinking, oh, do I just take 72? Will that get me close to Bay City? Right. Or do I just is head a, back to 75 and way, go yeah. 75 in? Went to Google Maps. Uh, sorry, can't find location because there was no service. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm going back to 75 because I'm not going to drive all the way out of my way. So right. the one fucking time I needed my phone, I'm out of service. Right. The Band-Aid incident. Gotcha. So this Band-Aid like will stay on for <laughs> until it falls off. And believe me, everybody will know when it does fall off. All right. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Are we ready to rate this? Yes, sir, we are. All right, my turn. Yes, sir. Well, I got to tell you, you talked about being full. At the end of the last one. If this doesn't finish the job, <laughs> I mean, this is like, I mean, again, this is, uh, this is uh, 30 weight, like you said, and uh, you can't see through this. No. And so, wow. Uh, I agree with, and I'm right down to the, to the last drink here. It's still smooth. The nitro is smoothing all of it over. Uh, I've told listeners before. I'm especially with a stout and it's got cocoa in it and some of the, you know, anything with chocolate. A lot of times I'm concerned whether it's going to have that burnt taste. This does not. I, yeah. I was hoping you didn't say did it. There's no burnt. No, at all there. no, 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 no. This is, this is quite delicious. I don't know. I think I can, mm, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go 4.0. All right. Um, and yes, this would get you full, but, and I think, Actually, the uh, nine point six ounce can is the sweet spot. Yeah, you know, I don't uh, like Todd the Axe Man. If this was a pint, I think by the end of a pint, you're going to be like, 
fuck, I'm full. I better go run a lap or something. <laughs> right. Um, but 9.6 ounces, I think, was perfect. It's tough to rate 210 beers in your head all at once. So, as the listeners know, I kind of like go beer by beer. I rated Todd the Axeman a 3.44. I love, I like nitro hot cocoa way better than Todd the Axeman. So, you gave it a four. You know what? I I didn't get, you know, you said it was a four. But you could see it getting you full. I I was I was more full after Todd the Axeman than I am at this. So it got me less full. So if you rated it a four, I'm going to rate it a four one zero because I, I it was very the the chocolate yeah. notes. Well, were I meant perfect. I meant after the oh, Axeman. Yeah, oh yeah, this. for sure. Do you know what I mean? That's yep. that's what I was talking about. I'm curious to see uh, what did uh, what did our friends uh, at uh, Untap say? Let me type it in. Sixteen thousand check-ins, so about half the amount of people have tried nitro hot cocoa as they did Todd the Axe Man. And oh, all right, well we were under, just like we were at Todd the Axe Man. The Untap crowd comes in at four two two. Holy So we, we were actually closer to the untapped crowd for Nitro than we were Todd. All right, David. Um, catch 22 here, buddy. You know, on to the third tasting, which is a good thing, but also means show's drawing to an end because we only do three tastings. So kind of, bitter, kind of bittersweet. It is very. But, hey, you know, before we know it, it'll be next week and we'll be doing episode 71 from the South Studio. <laughs> uh, so what we have here is from Witch's Hat Brewing Company. And by the way, did any of our listeners know that I fucking nailed Brewing Company three straight intros? That's amazing. I practiced. I, I mean, I literally spent like six, seven hours. In front that's, of the mirror. That's why I didn't watch anything other than the, you know, the finale of Shameless, Shameless. Because of Brewing Company, Brewing Company, Brewing Company, <laughs> Brewing Company, Brewing Company, Brewing. I fucking, I've got it. it it's in my lexicon now. <laughs> You even said <laughs> Oh, man. You even said this lexicon. Is, this is fucking priceless. Anyway, without further ado, a third and final tasting on episode 70 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. Listen to us on Spotify. Follow us on Facebook. We really do, or I really do have to figure out how to do that because I think that's a... No, we. You were correct the yeah, first time. Yeah, we have to figure out how to do that because I know my sister has left some comments on there and I don't even know how to fucking get to Facebook. But anyway... <laughs> yep, uh, third time's a charm. Our third and final tasting is That Woman from Witch's Hat Brewing Company in South Lyon, Michigan. Yep. I don't know where that's at, David. I, I want, if I had to guess, I'd say Detroit area. Uh, Yeah, you're right. If you go down uh, 23, Interstate 23, uh, you go through Brighton uh, on your way to Ann Arbor. All right, now we're heading, you know, from the north to the south. Okay. Heading towards Ann Arbor. Go through Brighton, uh, and then there's an exit, and you're going to take a left into South Lyon. So th- South Lyon is kind of, sort of, in the middle of Brighton, Farmington Hills, Ann Arbor, and Livonia. Oh, okay, perfect. It's kind of a bedroom community out there in the middle of almost nowhere. If it's got bedrooms, it's for me. <laughs> One of the shooty porn up videos there. <laughs> Jesus. All right, that woman, a Michigan style IPA with honey, and I believe, I mean, we'd have to dig through two hundred and 
10 beers of ingredients, so it sounds good for episode 70. Uh I believe it may be our first ever honey and lavender. Can't be any worse than coriander. No, it can't be, you know. (laughs) I still want. Mike's not a coriander fan. I still want. You talked about that for like nine episodes. I know it was it was terrible, but I still (laughs) want something worse than D's nuts. Or no, not D's nuts. Hazel's nuts. Hazel's in my in my mouth. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's finally crack this bad boy. Uh oh. Good thing I didn't do that over the computer. See now, that in the business, what we call that is poetic justice and or karma. Because I, 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 you know, I threw a little shade at Jake for his bad pour. And lo and behold, sure as shit. Oh, my God. You know, we had a, <laughs> a bad pour ourselves. And just think what would have happened, Dave, if we had opened the one beer that I dropped. Oh yeah, that would have so, been. Uh, that yeah, been, it would have been. It would have been catastrophic. <laughs> that was the word I was going to choose. So, um, but yeah, so it, like I said, in the business, they just call that karma. Karma's a bitch. It is. There so, you go. Anyway. Yeah. Good thing. Uh, yeah. At the North Studio here, there's a warehouse full of paper towel yeah. down. Well, you know, any any good podcasting. Company wow. needs to uh, invest wisely in its resources. <laughs> now, when when, that, when we hit ten million listeners, yeah, does the spilled beer of one of the samples make the notes more Worth valuable? More? Or I would think so. I would think that because it'd be like, look, that stain, that's tasty number three. That's that woman. If you steam that, you could probably actually drink and some of it. And then somebody would smell it. I know that woman. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wow. Well, that went off the rails quick. Yeah, it did. All right. Well, anyway, without further ado, let's finally fucking taste this for real. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, you, you, you called it. What do you think? It's better than Hazel's nuts. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, Anything. You know what? You know what? Um, I think this needs. Hmm. Needs more cowbell. It needs more cowbell and it needs more alcohol. Because at five point five percent, this is fucking light. We should have started with this. And I, believe it or not, the lavender you can taste it. I mean, it's almost eh, like a little bit. I how do I describe? I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. With the last one, um, the hot cocoa, you know that was so rich. I'm still getting over that. Oh, I I taste the lavender. It's actually like um, if your significant other's wearing perfume and you kiss on her neck. Okay. That's actually what this beer tastes like. Really? Yeah. So I might be getting a little bit of a chubber here. Oh, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, but believe it or not, at eighteen ninety nine a six pack, I ain't cut many lawns with this fucking beer. But this no. actually could be a lawnmower, oh, this like, is, yeah, a grass yeah, cutting yeah, beer. Yeah. This is a grass cutting beer. Yeah, for sure. It's got a nice little haze to it. Um, we mm-hmm. like it was like, well, you know, two hundred ten beer. We'd really have to check the ingredients. I I, I would be willing to bet. 
I wouldn't bet my life, but I'd be willing to bet we haven't had a beer with lavender in it because this is this is fucking distinctive. Okay. This I mean there is. I'll trust. So you. so distinctive that I actually may like it, which is weird. See now, honey and lavender. That's weird in the sense that. I mean, am I going to be joined in a transgender sport? <laughs> I don't know, but that you know stuff like that, like the coriander, you were so sensitive to it, and I wasn't. And now the lavender, you're really enjoying this, and I'm. I don't know. I I thought lavender was a scent. I didn't. Even, I didn't think it was a taste. No, apparently it is. Hmm. Yeah, got you stumped. I'm actually enjoying that. And by the way, I'm drinking this out of the uh, Dead Bear Brewing Company in Grayley, Michigan. Glass courtesy of loyal listener, Grandpa Blackhawk. Thanks, Grandpa. Brewdog. I've got that glass. I've got that pint glass. Wow. Maybe I am glad I brought a six bag. I may get through you you got I may get through five of these fuckers during the third tasting. Because it's going down smooth. Well, and at the race the grass at the race. At the rate the grass is growing right now. You you might need those for oh. Speaking of it, before we get into the NFL talk, you know, upcoming NFL draft, I'm I'm proud to say that I'm stuck to my guns. I have a May first start date of grass cutting. All these fucking petter ass handerheads bucking for promotion, getting their <laughs> jollies when their lawn looks good in April. Any fucking chump can have a good looking lawn in April. See me in July. And we'll talk when these people are, are, are all have already given up in their lawn as a barren wasteland, and and I'm still standing tall and green. Let's talk about. Oh, remember when you were cutting grass early April, you stupid son of a bitch? Yeah, fuck you guys. Well, yeah, I, I should have saved that for my fuck you, but I didn't. I just got it <laughs> out, of, out of the bank. So you know, I May first. It used to be April first. Yeah, but the seasons have changed. Like I said earlier in this pot, actually, I think my last cut. In 2020, I think it was like the first week of December. Right. So I'm not fucking cutting grass March 1st through December 7th. You know, that's almost year round. Right. May 1st to the last cut, which used to be Devil's Night. Right. I would skin that lawn when those little motherfuckers come trampling on it. Right. And then it doesn't. And then, but the weather would turn. Did you, did you, know, you just call a bunch the of trick kids? Or, yeah, the trick-or-treat little motherfuckers. <laughs> did you call the trick-or-treaters? Not the little kids that have earned it. I'm talking about like the you know the, yeah, you know, okay. the 11th graders that come in with a yeah. fucking swan, uh, you know, yeah. uh, my school here hoodie. Like, that's your fucking costume? <laughs> you, anyway. <laughs> okay, that's another fuck you you'll see until yeah. another time. Yeah, but that'll be my fuck you for the, uh, um, our first pot after halloween 2021 it'll be i'll give the fuck you to the worst costume you lazy prick <laughs> all right <laughs> all right what do we got next on the agenda you're gonna uh quiz me talk to me ask yeah, me yeah, about yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. upcoming nfl draft all right so mel kuyper who has made a living it was a hobby at first just like a lot of really successful millionaires out of his garage uh, made a living out of trying to anticipate the NFL draft and the picks and et cetera, et cetera. And he's, he's done pretty well at it. So um, kudos to him. And before you get to any point, my first memory 
of Mel Kuyper Jr. is when the New York Jets selected Jeff Lagerman, who is a linebacker out of somewhere, and uh, at the Fishman and I, I believe we're at his house on Duran uh, Durand Court, and they came back from commercial break, and Mel Kuyper Jr. said, clearly the New York Jets have no idea what the NFL draft is all about. <laughs> Because obviously he didn't agree with the pick of Jeff Lagerman. Right. And hey, you know, time proved that Mel Kuyper was right because all of our listeners are like, Jeff Lagerman, who's that? Right, exactly. So anyway, go Not ahead. Not a Hall of Famer. Uh, okay, so should I go with number 10? I don't know because number 10 is kind of a, uh, hmm. Well, we'll go with number one because everybody knows pretty much who number one is going to be. So Trevor Lawrence, quarterback from Clemson, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. Apparently they need a quarterback, and he's the guy. Correct. So number two, again, a quarterback, Zach Wilson from BYU to the New York Jets. Now we know we know the trials and tribulations and the up and down and the drama. I mean, that could have been a soap opera for, for all intents and purposes uh, with their quarterback situation. So uh, he thinks Zach Wilson is going to go to... Uh, the Jets. And I personally do not feel that Zach Wilson is going to be a good NFL quarterback. But, listeners, full disclosure, I also thought Ryan Leaf was going to be the better pro than Peyton Manning. So, hey, I've got that track record going for me. So, But I do not, I'm do. i not buying into the Zach Wilson hype. Is it his athleticism or is it his... It's a level of competition that BYU played. He, he, they played nobody. Sure. Um, and... To me, he reminds me of Johnny Manziel. Okay, you know, but like I said, I you know I was certain Ryan Leaf was a better pro quarterback than Peyton Manning. So gotcha. Uh, number three, and go figure, it's another quarterback from Alabama, Mac Jones. And I just made a side bet with my son Nick that Mitch Trubisky would end up with a better NFL career than Mac Jones. That that to me that is a they traded up to get this pick, and that's. As equally as bad, and Mac Jones better fucking take the fucking shade that Mitch Trubisky took when Mitch Trubisky was they the Bears traded up to get Ryan Pace traded up to get Mitch Trubisky, and everybody laughed at him and like as if and everybody and Mitch Trubisky could not succeed in Chicago because he was they traded up to get him so he was supposed to be Joe Namath. Joe Montana, Steve Young, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, name all, other quarterbacks, all rolled into one, as if he should have told Roger Goodell, what? The, the, the Bears are picking me here? No, uh, 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 no, 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 I don't, no, 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 don't, don't pick me. No, no, no. I mean, what the <laughs> fuck's the kid supposed to do? Right. Blast Ryan Pace and the Chicago Bears for taking, trading up to get him, and Prediction, you heard it here first. Episode 70, Flight Football, and anything else, the pod that will make us legendary, make me replace Mel Kuyper, Mac Jones will not be a better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky. All Book right. it. Heard it here. Number four. Now, the Falcons pick, uh, they're going to trade down to Miami, possibly. There you go. Mike's opening another one of those, that girl, that woman's. Hey, Must be the lavender that causes it to explode. <laughs> I'm going to start using that in the bedroom. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, um, anyway, 
they're gonna Falcons are gonna trade down because they've got a sixth pick. Um, uh, they're gonna trade down to Miami. So number four, Kyle Pitts. Now this is the first non-quarterback tight end from Florida uh, to the Miami Dolphins via the uh, supposed trade uh, with Atlanta via Philadelphia. Okay, so yep. this is where if you know if you're not if you're not following up on the whole trade business, you know, don't worry about it. It takes a freaking uh, it takes a freaking uh, uh, what do you call it a um, uh, psychic? Yeah, a psychic or a, or a, or a, one of those charts with the triangles and the squares and the oh man geometry. Yeah, no, never mind. Uh, yeah. Forget it. Flow chart. All right, flow chart. It takes a flow chart to figure out like if then no yes anyway. So Kyle Pitts, tight end. I saw him play a little bit this last year, and uh, good player. Supposedly uh, the real deal. Yeah, supposedly the real deal. And like they say on uh, Good Morning Football, they say if you have a problem drafting the tight end that um, that high, just call him a wide receiver. There you go. Because <laughs> apparently, you know that that's actually right. his game is he's basically like a wide receiver. So number five. Now am I gonna? I don't know if I'm gonna pronounce this person's name right. Uh, Penny's. Well, do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, outside tackle or outside tackle? He's an OT. S e w e l l. S e w e l l. Sewell. Sewell. My bad. Swell uh, would be S w e l l. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having trouble reading my own cursive right now. All right. Um. Offensive tackle from Oregon to the Cincinnati Bengals. So do the Bengals need an offensive tackle that you know, bad? Never, never, never a glamorous pick, but that's I want the Bears to get a good offensive line because if the Bears get a go, good offensive line, I mean he's not going to be the quarterback he's not for going the next to the Bears. They I know, he's he, going he, to but the that, that's what I'm saying. I like the pick if, if if they say he's a good offensive lineman. The fan, the Cincinnati Bengal fans are going to be pissed, but you need a good offensive line to keep the guy upright, and then your quarterback Joe Burrow doesn't get his ACL torn up, right, and. I'll tell you right now, the Red Rifle, if they keep him upright, yeah, people are going to eat their words on the Red Rifle. Because Andy Dalton is a serviceable NFL quarterback, one year, $10 million. And so, fuck everybody that bitched at the Bears. <laughs> but they got to keep him upright. Right. And again, he's not going to be the quarterback of the Bears for the next 20 years. The fucking guy's been in the league for 100 years. So, anyway, that was picks five or six. So, uh, that was five. All right. So, Trey Lance... Number six, quarterback, see, see another now, quarterback. Now, this is another quarterback, North North Dakota State, and I know what you're going to say. You're like, see, I'm, this is the same thing. What kind of competition did they play? Well, the fucking guy hasn't even played games. They, they literally played a COVID game for him to showcase his talents. He has less of a track record than Trubisky does, and everybody's gaga over this guy and thinks he should go in the top ten, but yet again, Trubisky went in the top ten, and everybody... Bukaki them. <laughs> is that like a? How should we? Mel Kuyper has never worked that into his draft day. No, his Mel... draft day analogy. I'm one up on Mel Kuyper because no. I just worked the word Bukaki no, into a draft. Yeah, exactly. You just worked that in there, and that was. Uh, well, what can I say about that? But uh, it was. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, number six, Trey Lance, quarterback, North Carolina. Okay, to Atlanta. Is that going to help them? 
Do they have the pieces around, like you said, on these other quarterbacks? See, so if if Trey Lance goes to Atlanta, that's actually a decent pick because Ryan is getting long in the tooth and he could sit back and learn from Ryan, who all he does is throw the ball to Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. So that that situation may actually work. Okay. If that if that were to happen. Right. Number seven, Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU, to the Lions. Right. So with all the with all of the treasures that the Lions picked up this last year, uh, trading Matt Stafford, you know, is this a good? Is Jamar Chase gonna gonna step in and and make a difference right off the bat, or is he gonna have to kind of earn his keep? No, he'll step in, and if he's NFL worthy, he'll step in and make a difference right away because um, Galladay's with the Giants. Yep. And I want to say Marvin Jones went somewhere too. I do not know where exactly. So they they really don't have they don't have a wide receiver so he would make a difference. Now, this is ignorant on my part cuz I'm remembering like like we said, uh trading Stafford um they got everything in a bag of chips for right. Stafford. And Jared Goff. They got Goff. Right. And I think 77 first round picks. <laughs> three second round picks and eight fourth round picks for Matthew Stafford. Who you know, but what 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 Matthew Stafford brings to the Rams is many 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 playoff wins in those multiple. Su- oh, wait a minute. Oh no no that's Tom Brady though. No, that was Tom Brady. <laughs> I was thinking Matt Stafford had all those credentials, and that's why uh, uh, the young coach for uh, the Rams. Fuck, what's his name? Yeah, Fuck, I see from Sean McVay. Sean McVay. Yeah. Um, that's why Sean McVay traded for him. He he must have thought he was getting Brady, and was getting <laughs> Stafford because you know because what they gave up. You would think Stafford has won every Super Bowl that's ever been played. <laughs> uh, number eight, according to Mel Kiper, Devonta Smith, wide receiver, wide receiver, Alabama, roll tide, Heisman Trophy winner, going number eight to the Carolina Panthers. Yep. To pair up with none other than former Jets quarterback Sam Darnold. Yeah. So, well, we'll see. Maybe maybe chemistry is a thing, and it it, it works in their favor. It's funny. I wonder. I wish I was in the know as to what because I watched him play in that national championship game, and he was phenomenal. Now I I, I understand. The NFL is the NFL. The college is college, but how you would take the LSU receiver over him? Right. I mean, he was unstoppable in college. Yeah. So I don't know. you know, but then again, I'm not an NFL scout. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, I picked Ryan Leaf over Peyton Manning. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> All right. So, um, and I'm going to have trouble with this one too. M I A H. Now, I want to say Maya, but that's not. That can't be. Sure, M I M I A H. Yeah, well, let's go with Maya. Fuck him. Maya Parsons, uh, linebacker from Penn State. I should have fact checked all this. Sorry. Uh, they say these. Uh, Mel Kiper says he's going to Denver. All right. All right, and I don't know. I I'm really don't know much about Denver's situation except for they're mediocre. Yeah. They're, yeah, they need help on defense. So anything they can get on the defense side of the ball. Yeah. And number 10, drum roll please, <laughs> Justin Fields. 
Quarterback. The, the, the Ohio State. Yeah. No, the darling of the Big Ten this last year, yeah. I think, in my opinion. Um, in a, a somewhat sarcastically, but, I mean, he, he did a fantastic job. I'm not taking anything away from him. Uh, now, he's going to New England. Via yeah. a supposed trade with Dallas. Uh, see that? Well, I don't like the supposed trade aspects of it, and I think that's all part of the hullabaloo of um, Cam Newton when he was in when Justin Fields was in the high school. Cam Newton came onto a screenshot and said, "If you you know and and really hyped up Justin Fields, so now if he's drafted by New England, Justin Fields and Cam Newton are together again. And it's a nice little cute story. That's why I'm not buying that trade. Gotcha. All right." Well, uh, hey, if anybody's got any opinions, make sure you uh, tweet us at epod or at epod FFA or our website, Flights Football and Anything Else. Or our Facebook page, excuse me. Yes, and any small wagers about Trubisky versus Mac Jones, let me know. I'm in. <laughs> so, uh, and then the Bears draft like 20th. I think because they made the playoffs, so we'll see what they get. So we never know. Um, but hey, you know, at this time, Dave, you know, a, a fan favorite. Yes, a fan favorite that's just come out of nowhere is our. So, what do you got? Do you have any? How was your week? I actually, I had a busy week, but I had a really, really good week. I can't, I, I honestly cannot think of one. All right. Well, I've got two. So, I've got one for me and one for you. All right. And one, I know I've talked about on the pod before, but that was prior to our Fuck You segment. Okay. So, and, and it happened recently. So, what I all I have to say to the bike riders out there. And I know you and Shelly ride bikes and, you know, hey, business is business. And, I, you know, I got to I, I gotta speak. Nothing directed at you because you two haven't pissed me off. But um, bike riders on the rail trail. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. All right. I'm walking my dog with earbuds in. Coming on the left means nothing to me. I don't fucking hear you. I've got earbuds in. Get off the fucking rail trail. They don't allow horses. I would rather a horse be on the rail trail than a bike rider. <laughs> Everybody knows you're going to be in the Tour de France. Yes, I get it. You got your, you got your nice tight spandex on with your fucking big fat fucking gut hanging over the side and you're riding your bike because you're a fucking rock star. You're a superstar. Nobody gives a fucking shit. Ride in the middle of Bay Road and get hit. I don't give a fuck. Get off the rail trail. It's not for bike riders. I, and I get mad at bike riders in the street. Where do bike riders ride? I don't don't know i don't care i hate fucking bike riders they ride the, they're riding down the street like they you know some of my i remember my dad like when i was younger and like i made a like a somewhat stupid crossing of the street and then he got over and like you know hey, mike what are you doing well i had the right away and, I, and his thing was like okay we'll put that on your tombstone you had the right away the same with these bike riders. They're riding down the middle. Hey, I'm in the turn lane because I'm going for the Tudor fans. God damn that fucking last iron truck. Look at me go. Look at me go. Fuck you. Get off the fucking road. Go, go ride somewhere else and not on my rail trail. 
I fucking hate bike riders. Okay. But there's signs that no horses were discriminated against horses and left these idiots on bikes on my rail trail. You might say, why is it your rail trail? Well, because it's me. Everybody knows it's all about me. We don't give a fuck about anybody else. So I fucking hate bike riders. That's fuck you, number one. Second fuck you is to to the old motherfucker today that I encountered at work who clearly is on the back nine of life and should crawl, go into the corner, spin that fucking smoke wagon, put it right between your teeth and blow your head off oh, because I wasn't that oh. close to you. I'm pulling a pallet out. I go behind him and I say, excuse me, sir. And I'm no no closer than, you know, you know, like if you're walking one way down the aisle with your shopping cart, somebody else is walking the other way down the, the aisle with the shopping cart. I'm no closer to him than that. Right. No closer to him. But he's standing in the middle of the aisle like he's never been in a fucking supermarket before, looking up as if he's thinking Jesus Christ himself is going to come down and show him where his uh, Depends diapers are located at. <laughs> and then I get to where I am. I've got six cases off the pallet. The guy has disappeared. And then after six or seven cases, you come back. You almost hit me with that. Excuse me, sir? You almost hit. I said, sir, I did not almost hit you. And I said, excuse me, when I passed. He took two steps to the left, and then he comes back. You almost hit me with that fucking cart. I'm thinking to myself, well, number one, it's not a cart. I'm pulling a pallet. (laughs) Number two, I didn't fucking almost hit you. I probably startled you when you saw the big pallet come by you because you were in a fucking daze, confused, like, oh, my God, this is a fucking supermarket. Where am I? And it's like, and I, I'm thinking to myself, it's like, all right, how much money is in my 401k? How much money is in the bank? I should just go fucking just deck this fucking guy. Even, and maybe the guy's a, the ultimate badass of the world, and he would have fucking killed me. Whatever. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying I would want to fight because my fighting experience is limited, but I'm thinking to myself, do I just go fucking just punch this cocksucker right in the mouth? And, yet, and But I'm thinking, like, okay, so we got this much money in the bank. But then I'm thinking that he's probably going to sue me and I'm going to do jail time tonight. And then, no, no I'm, you know, oh, so, right. you know, you know to, to that guy, I mean, you couldn't tell, I couldn't, if you think I'm mad now, you should have seen me in that store. <laughs> and the, what the funny thing is, after I passed him, he went two aisles away from me and came back. I was like, how fucking close could I have been to you if you walked away from me? It's like, are you fucking kidding me? So, Tay, to you, if you whatever have, your name is. Yeah, whatever your name is, if you haven't died already. All right, well, oh, I'm whew. glad. I'm glad I didn't have to call MMR for you, Mike, because uh, that uh, the little vein on your forehead was popping out pretty oh, good. Well, I mean, it, it, it made me livid because, you know, I, I represent the company I work for, and, and, you know, I went around the guy. And like I say, oh, I, yeah, I was yeah. no closer to him than Anybody any else. customer would have been just passing in the aisle. And then he had to be the, the old hat, you know, probably hasn't gotten – Probably can't even get it up anymore. Probably just, you know, like I said, he every night he's probably pulls the old Mel Gibson oh, lethal oh, weapon. Where he's waiting on the fucking steel. <laughs> and you know, he's, <laughs> yeah, he just, if anybody's seen lethal weapon, you know the scene I'm talking about. But anyway, all right. Well, whew, this whew. segment's going crazy. Uh. All right. I've got mine nailed down to three. And maybe I can uh, ask the listeners. And... I think in 69 other episodes, excuse me, 
Um, we've probably touched on a, a, a variation of this question. Yeah. But, you know, when you're adding thousands and thousands of listeners a day. Yes. I mean, you, you got to kind of recap shit for people. You do. You do. So episode 70. You got to catch up. Episode 70's random question. The dumbest thing you've ever done. No. Oh. Oh, dumbest thing I've ever done. Okay, so, I, and actually, I was just talking to him the other day. A friend of mine from high school, uh, this is post-high school, though, his girlfriend, uh, now his wife, had come home with a brand new probe. Do you remember those cars? Oh, cars. <laughs> cars. Okay, cars. I thought you were going oh another I thought you were going another no. I was getting excited, dude. No. God. All right, go ahead. No. Yeah, I remember the probe car. No. And at one point, they made a body out of plastic or I don't know what the... I guess it was a plastic body or material where you could you could kind of like with your thumbs, you could push it in and it would pop back out. Okay. Right. So she drove in the driveway with it, very proud of it. Did it. I'm like, oh, this is, this is one of those new cars with a... You know, you could, you could like... Like that, you could push your thumb in, or or you could dent it and pop it back out, super super easy, right? She says, no, 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 that's not one of that's not one of these cars. I'm like, no, I think it is. I think it's one of those cars. And so I went to the <laughs> fender. She's like, no, Dave, I really think it's not one of those cars. And I push my thumb in and but you know put a little, like a a thumb size little. And I'm like, I was waiting for it to pop back out. And God damn it, it didn't it didn't pop back out. I'm like I'm waiting for it. I'm like, oh shit. Maybe she's right. Maybe this isn't one of those cars. Maybe this is like steel, like it's supposed to be. She's like, Dave, I told you, it's not one of those cars. And uh, so her brand new car that she drove into the driveway had a uh, a Dave thumbprint size dent in the fender in it. So that pretty. I mean, I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's other dumb things, but that's the first thing that comes to mind. How did she ever fix her? She just. Well, I have no idea. That's yeah. That uh, I don't know how that went, but uh, I could I could actually technically call and ask, but. Well, well, her dad probably fixed it for her. Well, there you go then. But yeah, you know that that is pretty dumb, you know, because she she told. (laughs) Thanks, Mike. According to you, you know, she told you like no, that's that's not it. Oh, she clearly (laughs) said like Dave has that. No, 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 that's not one of those cars. Um. All right, so. Yeah. Now I'm not counting the time, like as I I know I've told the story before. Like uh, loyal listener Brian Adams and I were at a uh, seedy south side of Saginaw Bar one day after merchandising, um, 25ish years ago, and you know we had we you know we do a five to one thirty shift, get to the bar at two, stay till. 5.30-ish, you know, just picture after picture. The and, bar was open until 5.30 in the morning? Uh, no, we got there at 2 in the afternoon. Oh, 2 in the afternoon. Until 5.30 in the ah, afternoon. And then, bad. you know, I go into the bathroom and, because I got to go to the bathroom. You know? Sure. And then, you know, you know, apparently I must have passed out and then just <laughs> pissed without even unzipping my pants. Now, that's stupid, but now... That one, I obviously, if I'm passing out at the urinal, I have no recollection of that. So How do you pass out on I, the urinal. I have no idea. I did it though. <laughs> so, um, so like you know, those times are countless. So I can't count those. But so I've got it down to three. Wait a minute, you've passed out on a urinal countless times? Oh no, stuff like that. Oh, you know, okay. You know, you know, having to throw underwear away at the count because I shit my pants. Oh my god. <laughs> 
I mean, now that was that was a legitimate, like almost like a, a flu buck sitting, and I couldn't get. You know, you know what? If, <laughs> if we wouldn't have done this pod, I would have never known that about you. Well, see, but now that I don't really consider that stupid. That's just bad luck. That's I mean, that not, wasn't, that no, wasn't luck stupid. has nothing well, to that do with that. That wasn't stupid. I mean, because that that I, there was no alcohol involved in that one because I was actually working. Oh, okay. And what, it was, what? I was actually working, and it was like, you know, when you, got, when you all of a sudden, you can, you, know, you just clench, and like, oh, fuck. And then, you, you know, you, you, you know, pinkwood your way into the bathroom. And you're you, must have been, you must have been, like, really stressed and really, like, balls no, to the wall at work flu- to, not, well, to get to that well, point. Well, if it would have been, like, in 2020, I would be off work for, like, 77 days because <laughs> everybody would say it was COVID. This was, I mean, shit, this was 15 years ago. Sure. And then, like, you know. You know, I'm like, all right, well, that wasn't stupid. That was just, you know, that was just, I have it down to three. Okay. And unfortunately, I can't even read my writing in the third one. So the first one was, believe it or not, how life cycles around. Um, the dad of one of the, well, he was my merchandiser. He's now a driver where I work. And the dad was with me at the time. Now, obviously, the guy that I work with wasn't alive because I was like 17. Right. And I have a 76 Malibu. And a guy, um, like, kind of like he revs the engine and we're coming, we're coming from the west on, like, River Road where it comes onto State Street. Yeah. And Tom... That's with me, said, you can beat this guy. So, all right, so he I, started it. Yeah, so I will not get off the throttle. And I'm almost positive I was going 100, but for the sake of argument, we're going to say 85. Because, you know, like as time goes, like, you know, right. yeah, yeah. you actually caught a 12 pound fish, and then 20 years later, it's a 45 pound fish. Yep. Minimum, I'm going 85 miles an hour. The light on state inhibitor turns yellow, and I just, I, I've got it to the floor, and the guy that I'm racing breaks, and I go through and win. And like I said, I'm almost positive I, I saw the, the needle of the Malibu approaching 100. Okay. But 100 down State Street during the daytime oh. is dumb. Yeah. So that's dumb number one. The second dumb thing was... Um, okay, I was in, I was a senior, and my buddy's brother was a freshman, and it was us three and another buddy who was also a senior, so Matt, Steve, not Steve, that Steve's the older brother, Matt, Scott, and myself, and, his and then his Darryl. little brother, Robbie. Okay. There was... They would they Matt and Scott offered Robbie and I a hundred each, so that would have been two hundred dollars a piece. Back in when? When I was a senior. Holy shit! A hundred bucks back then was a two. It would have been two hundred. Two hundred. It would have been two hundred bucks, and all we had to do was fill finish a gallon of whiskey. How fast? Just during the course of the night. But remember, I'm a senior. Yeah. And he's a freshman. Yeah. Oh God. So who's doing most of the drinking? Oh boy! And this gallon of whiskey—if you can picture a gallon of whiskey, 
it was touching the bottom of the neck. So, yeah. I mean, it's oh, yeah. nearly a full gallon of whiskey. And, you know, we started at probably, let's say, seven-ish. Mm-hmm. You know, and by, a, you know, let's say 10, 30, 11-ish, we got that gallon. I mean, there's probably there's probably still three quarters of an, you know, which is still a lot of whiskey. Yeah. But to go from the neck of the gallon to three. A quarter qu- left. Yeah, a quarter inch. Oh, not a quarter, quarter, not a quarter, a quarter inch from the bottom. Oh yeah, and yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, and <laughs> and and Scott was kind of worried about me because I'm worried about you right now because we're uh, we're sitting there drinking that Robbie Nine. It's probably stupid ass Mike's four because we're just doing it out of a shotgun. And Scott and Matt are just sitting there just drinking their. Uh, we drank Stroh's back then. Sure, they're drinking their Stroh's beer, and we're drinking and we're drinking Stroh's beer and, and shots. Of, and it's not even good whiskey. I mean, it's not. This isn't whiskey that's going to be on uh, like destination wild, bourbon, like I wild mean, turkey or something. Oh, it's it was oh, like it wasn't. It was it was it was it was Canada House. Yeah, sheep cousin. Yeah, gotcha. And um, and then like so at eleven thirty, I you know, I. I met my match and I went to the bathroom, you know, I took a leak and, and then I was in there for a long time apparently. And then Scott finally came in there and he said, I just had my head just rinsed under. Normally you'd think it'd be cold water, yeah. but I turned the hot on and he's like, and he just, he had to pull me out of there. He said, Jesus Christ. He said, what are you doing? And, uh, you know, so, but to try, you know, so yeah. basically single-handedly try to drink a gallon of whiskey for 200 bucks. <laughs> or option Jeez. number three, um, when my mom would go away and I'd have buddies over again during my senior year. Is this something she knows about or doesn't know Oh, yeah, know she about? knew it. Yeah, oh, okay. she, I, well, I told her about it. Um, All right. And um, she's got a built-in swimming pool. And one time, you know, after a couple beers, you know, you're invincible at 18. Sure. Fact, or seven, I was 17 because I graduated young. I'm on, so we get on the slide, you sit on the slide, you slide down, right? Yeah. Oh, come on. That's no fucking fun. So I stand on the slide and I'm going to jump into the pool. And as I jump into the pool, my ankle, you know, the, can you visualize the, oh, yeah, the, the little handlebar? The, the upside down U handlebar yeah. handle? Yeah. My foot hits Man. that, and which kills my jump. And fortunately, I make it into the pool as my ankle, in addition to hitting the handle hits the, hits side, the side of the pool. Oh. And like and that sobers you up fucking quick cuz when you hit the water it's like Jesus Christ I'm going to die. <laughs> so, anyway, um personally I think the gallon of whiskey for 200 bucks basically by myself cuz he was night fuck he was ninth grade, he was lightweight. He probably had maybe 10 shots of that Right. gallon and i took the rest of the gallon down to probably so i'm gonna say that's the dumbest thing i've ever done in my life yeah i don't know i would i it's really say they're close. all pretty dumb yeah they're all pretty <laughs> dumb but i'd say it's pretty close with the uh with jumping off the pool you know if you've been drinking and mm-hmm. jumping off the top of the slide because you know it, you get you know with the with the gallon of whiskey you get sent to the hospital you get your stomach pumped you know you you know you know, if there's people there, they're probably going to help you. But it doesn't matter how many. There could be a thousand people there. If you hit your head on the oh. side of the pool, you, yeah. you're done. Like right now. 
And like I said, the, the 85 pounds, and I think, like I said, I honestly think 85 is conservative. I'm, I'm almost certain I had that fucker to 100. It was a 76, yeah. Mal, 76 Malibu, and that fucking thing had some fucking <laughs> guts to it. But Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there, yeah, you could have, yeah, if you would have killed somebody else, that would be the worst. I mean, if you kill yourself, it's one thing, but if you kill somebody else doing something stupid, that's oh, yeah. like 10 times worse. Well, yeah, I'm not talking, yeah, so... All right, listen. What do you think? What what was what? What's my stupidest? Uh, one of the, those three. You got to vote yeah, for one of those three. Yeah, vote for one of the three. Driving a minimum of eighty-five down State Street to win a race for a measly two hundred dollars, killing a gallon of whiskey, bad whiskey at that, or jumping off the top of the slide into a nine-foot pool and catching your ankle on the handle, and then again on the side of the pool. So. Again, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, smoke signals, carrier pigeon. Give us your answers. Let us know how you feel. We going to rate this then? Are we at that part? Yes, we are at that part. All right. I go first. So, all right. The, the favorite of the night is Nitro Hot Cocoa. All right. Um, so, def- it's not a 4.10. Oddly enough, I mean, because this is an IPA, and the lavender flavor, I, you know, I bet you this is one of those, if I drank a six-pack a six pack of this a night, by the fifth or sixth night, yeah, I would be like, this is shitty. Oh, really? Okay. Because it, it's that type of flavor, but because... It's you, new. and it's... it's new, you've never had it in your mouth before, that's what she said. <laughs> um I'm gonna. I like it better than Todd the Axeman, believe it or not. So I'm gonna give it a solid three point six zero in honor of my football number. All right. Well, I agree with most of what you said. Uh, I think it's a little bit better than that. I think. Uh, I don't think oh, I really? would be. Yeah. I don't. I think it's very drinkable. Um, I'm gonna give it a three point eight five. Wow. Yeah. All right. But uh, uh, none of your uh, samplings. I was gonna say you beat me done with this, but this is my second. That's one. your second one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, um, uh, none of your drinks did you lean on? I didn't think you cared for it. So, I mean, I thought even I, after seventy pods, we're still keeping each other guessing. Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't get the real heavy lavender i didn't get the flavors i thought it was a good really good solid ipa drinkable ipa um probably a little bit stronger than a lawnmower ipa probably uh f- as far as flavor and and the bitterness and inflate you know whatever i don't want to say that again but uh but yeah i i i did enjoy it and i'm gonna have, i will have to research lavender as a flavor obviously it's a flavor because it's in a beer i always thought lavender was a color slash scent but yeah all right david yes sir episode 70 why why where oh where has the time gone but as i look down into the bottom of my dead bear brewing company glass i can see him out of beer and as the late great Stuart scott would say <laughs> You ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. Stuck on you. Got this feeling down deep in my soul that I just can't do.
Guess I'm all 